from Hamster Wheel Publishing. This is Freewheeling. The show that answers your questions about veterinary business and leadership. With me, Dr. Dave Nichol. All right, welcome to today's episode of Freewheeling. I'm super excited to be joined by none other than the amazing Eric Garcia. Thanks for having me. Now, Eric is a social media, marketing, all things digital, like wizard. Uh, and uh, you have clients all over America, all over the world. You got places? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're we got a, we got a little bit. All over. All right. So Eric, Eric is one of the guys you want to ask questions of when you meet him about how to get your practice cranking. Yeah, and, and get get past this sort of fear we have of, of digital uh, technology and how we engage it in veterinary practices. So, Eric, one of the most common questions that I hear getting asked is how does one differentiate oneself mm. from the competition in this with a number of options and, and you know, how does one not differentiate yeah. oneself from the competition? What are you seeing? Absolutely. So there, there are a few things that I, I recommend to practice is just to differentiate themselves in what's an ever-saturated marketplace. So the first thing is um, looking at their websites, looking at the content on their website. You know, I don't want to see the same generic, we're full service veterinary practice. Right. You mean that doesn't attract clients? No. I mean, no. but <laughs> well, they don't believe us? No. I, right. Correct. Like, Why doesn't it attract clients? Because you see that on every practice sure. website, right? It's not that I don't think that it attracts clients. I, I think it, it does. But when you're trying to differentiate yourself from the competition, right. so we know that people take an opportunity to research two to three businesses before they determine which one they're going to. Right. So what is it that you're doing to differentiate yourself from your competitors? Uh, and so looking at the content on your website uh, and making sure that you personalize it as much as possible. So telling me why it is that you started your veterinary practice. Why did you go to vet school? What is it that, that motivates you every day uh, when you come to work to work with animals? Yeah. Um, what's your philosophy? These are all things that you can do to personalize the content on your website to make it something that people can't replicate easily. Right. And, and so that's, that's the sort of style of the content. Are there places in particular that you think, because everyone seems kind of hung up on either the website or so, like you mentioned something like where customers are, are finding us and that's, that's one of the biggest decision making points is like, oh, did I see them there? And then where does it go from there? Like how, how are you experiencing the journey from being, you know, just a pet owner to then being a client of a practice? What are, what are like the three big influencers or, or pieces of work clients should get to now to improve that conversion? A lot of it has to do with having a presence in multiple places. So we know that a lot of times when pet owners are starting to search, they end up going on Google, which accounts for over 70% of where people search. Right. Um, what they're looking for there and what influences in terms of how you rank there are the reviews that you're getting. So making sure that you have good, positive, fresh reviews from uh, right. pet owners. Right. Uh, from that point, they end up going to your website yeah. uh, to learn just a little bit more about the practice. Uh, one of the most visited pages is the Our Veterinarians page. Okay. So they're going from there. Um, and then usually because most practices are participating on social media, most practices end up linking social media on their website. Right. Uh, then we know that they end up going to social media uh, and seeing what type of conversations are had there. We know that millennials don't trust businesses that don't have a presence on social media. Right. So I suspect that millennials will continue that conversation on social media. Uh, and some generations might stop it at the website from there. And this is the biggest generation we've seen for a long time coming through the millennials now. So it, it, it takes away the conversation from being always oh, social media worth it because simply by not being on it, what you've just said there is a negative correlator with, with people going to choose your practice. So if you don't do it, 
that you're becoming invisible to these millennials, aren't you? You most certainly are. Um, and what's interesting is it's, you know, millennials place high trust in the content that they see on social media and right. their visibility. Right. But we also know there was a study that I came across recently that Facebook is reaching more than half of every single generation that we're currently seeing today. So while millennials place higher priority on social media, right. we also know that other generations are there and are participating in the conversation. And it's also an influencing factor as well. All right. So we'll wind this up. Three pieces of cool content you see and three pieces of dreadful content. What's very poor content to put on in your web space? Yeah. And what's what's better? Okay, so I'll tell you what's what's horrible um, is just sharing facts and statistics and generic information, right? So on social media, I see this on websites when practices are trying to educate clients. They just share pure facts and statistics. They'll say one in three this, 23% yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, pet owners don't engage with that type of content. Um, I think as veterinarians being scientists, you're probably more interested in facts and statistics and data, right, right. but pet owners aren't looking for that, right? Okay. So what I would rather see instead on social media and on your website is tell me the stories of the patients that you're helping, right? Okay. So to make the case for dentistry, give me an example this, of what you've done. This messes with vets' minds because facts are closer to being evidence-based, stories are anecdote and are very low in the evidence pyramid, aren't they? So it messes with vets' brains, <laughs> but entirely different stories mindset. persuade. Yeah. Stories engage. Up to 22 times more people remember information when you leave it up into more. a narrative. That's Listen to art. Yeah. It's no small feat. So <laughs> so definitely All right. get so away from less that. Less facts, more stories. Yep. That's one. Yeah. Number two. Uh, poor video content. <laughs> so I see a lot of practices that will... Uh, end up creating videos that are you know a few minutes long that uh, share generic information about the practice so again they're taking what's on their website and they're like oh I hear video marketing's huge it's you know it's three quarters of what people are consuming online so they create a video yeah. essentially repeating the same garbage on the website right, uh, right and right, so right. The, the point here is is um, or they'll end up creating videos with generic uh, stock imageries or uh, generic uh, video footage where I want to see the people in the practice I want to see the human animal bond in this video Right. I want to see you doing what you love. And I think that there's a huge opportunity when it comes to video to helping educate pet owners by doing that. Um, all right. So that's number two. Let's, let's make better quality video and not just speaking this, the, the, the bad stuff that's on our website. Number three. A uh, third poor piece of content um, for me actually has to do with the reminder services when it comes to trying to get pet owners to come back into practice. Okay. So what I mean by this is you know, when practices are sending out reminders, which is a form of internal marketing to ensure that clients are coming back in for services due, I often see, again, information that fails to engage, right? So it's, oh, your pet needs a DHPP vaccine. Right. We know that a few years ago here in the, in the nor in North America, there was a study that came out that said one of the reasons pet owners aren't coming in for repeat visits is because they don't understand the importance of right. veterinary care. And so I think as, as veterinary professionals, when we don't take that as an opportunity to provide education, then why is it that I'm going to come in for this DHPP vaccine that I have no idea right. what this means? Right. Right. So I usually tell practices with your reminder systems, I want to see a little bit more education. And using the tools that are available to us today, it's much easier to do that. So create a personalized video with Dr. Nickel talking about the importance of an annual vaccination visit. Right. Um, and link, and link that up from your reminders, whether it's, I mean, you can still put a QR code into exactly. a paper reminder, yeah. night, right? It's very easy to do it on a QR code. You can link it up through your email uh, reminder system. 
uh, you can also uh, incorporate it into text. So there's a lot of platforms now where pet owners can tap on the text and it'll take them to a mobile-friendly version of the website. And QR codes now have come a long way here. Like, you now can just photograph it and it'll take you, because it used to be you had to have a scanner yeah. and who was doing that. So that looks like a, a big step forward. It, it absolutely is. And even iPhone, you know, and Apple has really adapted. You don't, you're right, you don't need a scanner right. anymore. It's you right. just, you open your camera and it'll automatically it'll recognize that. So Fantastic. absolutely using that type of technology is important. All right. Brother, thank you very much for coming thank on Freewheeling. Totally it's an appreciate honor to be your, part of it, man. Appreciate your time. Awesome. Don't forget to send in your questions to Freewheeling. You can hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. It's at Dr. Dave Nickel and Eric. You're the dog, so we're going to find you or get in touch with you to ask you more questions or to get you to sort out their <laughs> web mess. Where should they hit you up, bro? Uh, anywhere on social media, at EricGarciaFL or EricGarciaFL.com. Bam. Peace out. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to that episode of Freewheeling. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, leave me a rating or review on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. Now, if you want to have your question answered, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. It's at Dr. Dave Nicol. That's D-R-D-A-V-E-N-I-C-O-L. I'll see you in the next episode.